Hello and welcome to Daybreak, the show where fun ideas and occupations come to life. We're your hosts, Bryn Campbell and Pippishrader, and this month we will hear a little bit about a quote from Louisa May Alcott, interview Gary Smeck, a sailor and sailing instructor based in Bayfield, Wisconsin, and after the break, we'll continue with our Lost Animals theme from some of our news stories and bring you the daring tale of Solomon the Tortoise, who escaped from confinement in Tennessee. Now, let's get on with the show. This month's quote comes from the amazing author and one of my personal idols, Louisa May Alcott. Some of you listeners may know her from one of her famous books, such as Little Women. She had said, I am not afraid of storms, for I am learning how to sail my ship. Think about that a little bit. I am not afraid of storms, for I am learning how to sail my ship. What does that mean in your life? To me, it sort of means that storms are your problems, things that are scary for you, but you have to ride through them. And you're still learning every time you face one of those problems. Now, I have an activity for you guys. So if you're interested in doing an activity like this, just try it out and see what comes of it. (laughs) So... If you draw a ship with yourself on it, or maybe someone you know who's doing, dealing with a struggle that you want to empathize with on it, and then you create storm clouds, and those are the things that are really bugging you or that person, then think about how you can make that into a sunny sky, or how you can ride through that storm, just like Louisa was talking about. It's really important to remember that we can get through anything that we're, that we're having to deal with, especially during this time of everything seemingly going crazy and going wrong. It's really important to remember that there are some great things in life, and no matter what happens, we can sail our own ships through it. Now we're going to hear an interview from Gary Smick a sailor and sailing instructor based in Bayfield, Wisconsin. Bryn actually was able to um, be instructed by him with her family when they went up there on their sailing trip, and they had a great time. So, without further ado, Bryn, take it away. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Bryn. How are you this morning? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty darn good. Okay, so... Um, I'm wondering, what was the journey you had to take in order to become a sailing teacher? Was there anything or anyone that inspired you? Uh, Yeah, um, I didn't become a sailing teacher right away. Uh, Mm -hmm. First, I just started by learning how to sail, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I had a really good teacher by the name of Captain Tony Green, who is still my friend today. And... He helped me learn things and was very, um, very good about it. And he helped my family learn how to sail. And I yeah. thought that was pretty neat. Awesome. So how did you learn to sail? Uh, um, I had a relative, a brother-in-law, who 
knew how to sail. Cool. And he taught me one summer. I wasn't sure I could do it, but mm-hmm. um, he was very helpful. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of just experimented with it and learned a few more things myself. Mm-hmm. And then I learned how much I didn't know. <laughs> so then I decided to go find a teacher, and that's when I met Captain Tony Green. Cool. Um, what were some challenges you've overcame during your career? Well, I think the biggest challenge for me is that where I sail mostly <clears throat> is someplace different than where my family is. And so sometimes I get a little lonely when I'm not around my family. Yeah. <clears throat> because I have to be gone sometimes for, oh, a couple weeks at a time. Yeah, definitely. What was the worst weather you've encountered when sailing? How did you deal with it? Huh. I think the worst weather I've had was out here on Lake Superior two years ago. Mm-hmm. We were sailing from Sault Ste. Marie, which is on the east side of the lake, mm-hmm. to Duluth on the west side uh-huh. of the lake. And a big thunderstorm came up. Oh, no. uh, we were on Memories Made, the same boat that you're on. Oh, cool. And um, all of a sudden, you know, the wind came up. We could see it coming, so we made our sails, got made our sails smaller, mm-hmm. and kind of got our raincoats on and stuff. And all of a sudden, we just had a big downpour, a lot mm-hmm. of lightning and thunder and stuff. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have a lot of places to go, so mm-hmm. we just kind of, we just kind of kept sailing, but mm-hmm. we sailed very, very carefully. Yeah. And I got really wet. <laughs> um, what is the hardest part about teaching sailing, and what is your favorite part? Hmm. I think the hardest part, you know, I, when I think about that, Bryn, I can't really come up with something that is consistently hard. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest challenge is getting to know people in a yeah. very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I can get a sense for how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Are they feeling good about sailing? Are they a little nervous? And then um, kind of then I have to kind of decide how can I how can I help them mm-hmm. right uh, focus on the fun part of sailing as opposed to what they might be nervous about so I'd say the hardest part is just um, is is just trying to get to know people in a short time yeah. so I understand them mm-hmm. I think the the favorite part yeah. is I get to meet a lot of really nice people yeah cool um. Where is your favorite spot to sail? Okay. Well, I have to start by saying that I've read about a lot of really neat places <laughs> to sail that I haven't been to yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about exploring. Yeah. But of all the places I've sailed so far, which has been in the Gulf of Mexico and on, um, out on the ocean, Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite spot to sail is up here on Lake Superior. 
Yeah. It's it is. Really fun. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah. And it's nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. I found the ocean a very interesting place. I didn't think I was going to like it because mm -hmm. there's nothing to see. That's what yeah. we think. But the sky and the water and changes and then fish yeah. come and visit us. So that was pretty cool too. But I still think I like Lake Superior the best. Cool. Um, what is the longest sailing trip you have ever taken? Well, the longest trip I've ever taken was <clears throat> from the Caribbean Islands, an mm -hmm. island of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. um, up to Mobile Bay, Alabama. Wow. And we, to the total amount of time that we were on the boat for that was 19 days, but, wow. but we split it. We had to stop someplace because oh, yeah. the weather was mm -hmm. bad. So I had nine days once and six days the next time cool it's really impressive um have you ever ran into a problem on the water um yeah let's see so i've had things break on the yeah. sailboats when the wind is really um, strong and if i made a mistake steering then i've had i've had mm -hmm. things break um like the, the Traveler came undone and then the mainsail kind of got out of control. Yeah. And fortunately, what we were able to do was turn into the wind, right? So there wasn't a lot of pressure on the sail. Mm -hmm. And then get some extra line out of our, our spare parts locker mm -hmm. and kind of invent something that would take the place of what broke. Yeah. And then we had to be very careful from that point on, getting into port, which only took us a couple hours, but it still was a little, little hair raising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have any sailing stories to share with us? No sailing stories. <laughs> uh, well, not too many that I can think off the top of my head. I, which is kind of interesting because um, I have a lot of sailing adventures. Um, mm -hmm. I think the maybe the the most fun one was when we sailed through the fog um, one time, and it was so foggy we decided to stop at one of the Apostle Islands, uh. a place called um, Raspberry Island, which has a very cool. old and very pretty um, lighthouse on it that was used to guide the ships in the 1800s awesome. across the lake. And since it was foggy, we decided to stay there and we went up on shore and the person who was taking care of that, the teacher who was giving um, history lessons about the place, didn't even know we were there because it was so foggy he thought that, he thought that uh, nobody in their right mind would be out sailing on a day <laughs> like that. And we just told him, well, yeah, we decided that it would be good not to go sailing too. Yeah. But he gave us a very wonderful tour. Cool. And it was very interesting to see how the families lived out there. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any tips for someone who might want to try sailing for the first time? Yeah, I would say um, find, um, find someone who knows a about sailing. They don't necessarily have uh -huh. to be a sailing teacher. 
but they yeah. need to be somebody who you can be comfortable with and can be honest with and then they also have to be um, honest and aware of what you're doing yes because learning to sail is completely different than anything that we usually do yeah definitely right and there's a lot of challenges that we have mm -hmm. and it's easy for people who are just learning to sail to get a little confused mm -hmm. and when we get confused then we start getting nervous yeah and so if you have someone who can if you can find someone um, who is aware of how you're feeling or who you can tell hey I, I'm just not comfortable doing this right now then I think you'll have a lot more fun sailing and when you have fun then you learn things a lot faster and easier yeah would you recommend this job to others yeah I think it's for me it's been really fun and it's hard work right so yeah. we've we've put in a lot of time to try and make sure that the boats are working and everybody has what they need mm -hmm. um, so it's really hard work, but it's a lot of fun. And I think that's the key with any job that anybody does. If you can find something that's fun, then even if it's a little bit of hard work, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jerry. That was an awesome interview. Thank you, Brim. It's very nice to meet you. Thank you for that amazing interview, Jerry. I really enjoyed talking to you and had a ton of fun with you as my sailing captain. Now... We are going to go into a quick break, but don't go away, because afterwards we will hear more about a tortoise who got a little lost in Tennessee. Hi Daybreak listeners and fans, this is Pippa, and I just have a few announcements to make before we get on with the show. So, first off, I want to say thank you to everyone who was very patient during our uh, almost two-month two month break. Um, and it was kind of crazy. I know that for sure. Just getting into school took a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of will to be able to get through days. Sometimes it just gets tiring and I think all the kids out there who are doing virtual school sort of understand what I mean. <laughs> Zoom fatigue is real. And so anyway, I haven't had enough time or and Bryn has we haven't had enough time to really focus in on doing any podcast episodes lately. And so after a meeting we decided that we should just do one episode a month. We want it to make sure that we put school first, even though we just love making this podcast and hearing what you guys think. But it's important to have school before everything else and um, the things that we uh, want to do as we get older. So it's just a really hard decision, but we've decided to um, start cutting back on the podcast a little bit. But that doesn't mean we may, um, we're going to do this for like the entire year. It could get easier. It could get harder. We could get more used to um, more work. Who knows? We're just riding along, figuring out what's going on. I mean, there are so many things in the news. I don't even want to get into it. But the world is changing constantly, and so are we. And so we just wanted to let people know that we're still... Um, 
wishing we could do the podcast every week, but it's looking a little bit more like maybe some bonus episodes um, during the month, but just once a month is the best for us right now. So I know it's a little bit disappointing, but you know, it happens. But anyway, so my second announcement is that I'm so glad because I was just looking over the episodes and we've had a lot more listens on several episodes. So um, I'm really happy that some people went back during the um, time that we were away from the podcast and maybe re-listened to some things or uh, told a friend to listen or listened to the episodes that you missed. So that makes me really happy, and I even sometimes have to re-listen to things, and I find so many little parts that I missed, even though me and Bryn created the podcast. So it's it's kind of funny uh, that you can find any you can find new things every time you listen. And the third announcement is that we are going to be changing our profile picture, and so um. I don't know if this is a big announcement for you guys, but me and Bryn were talking about that when I started the podcast, Bryn wasn't quite along with me yet. I hadn't um, asked her to join me, and so the picture didn't actually have her in it. And we were talking about how we could change that because um, when I I know that it would be hard to um, take a picture, uh, and we're trying to figure it out right now. But we want to both be in the picture safely. Um, and I'm excited for that to come out, hopefully in the next month or so, but you'll see a change in our profile pictures, and that's completely normal, that's what's gonna happen, so I'm excited to get that done, and to actually have my co-host in, um, the profile picture for the podcast. Okay, so those are some announcements for this week, um, thank you again for listening to the podcast, and now, back to the show. Welcome back to Daybreak. It is now time for our weekly news story. This week, we are going to talk about a 150-pound tortoise that got a little lost. His name is Solomon, and he got tired of his boring life living in Ashland City, Tennessee. This tortoise was called a sulcata tortoise. Another name for it is the African spurred tortoise. They are the third largest species of tortoise in the world. When Solomon decided to take a little adventure, his owner, Lynn Cole, was very downcast and unhappy. So they got the whole community together to form a search party, looking for Solomon. The plan worked, and they found him not so far away. Solomon had been traveling for 74 days and only made it one-eighth of a mile from home. When they found him, he was covered in mud, but was well-fed as he had been munching on plants on his journey. This is a crazy story about one adventurous tortoise. But remember, if you ever lose your turtle, don't worry. They probably haven't made it very far. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Daybreak. We're your hosts, Bryn Campbell and Pippa Schrader. And this week we had help from John Schrader, our trusty editor, Bryn Campbell, my co-host, and, of course, Gary Schmeck, who was an awesome interview today. And thank you to Ripley's Believe It or Not for supplying us with our news story about Solomon the Tortoise. 
And also, one more thing to all of you listeners who were so patient and finally got your episode. We thank you for being okay with us changing up our schedule a little bit to fit what's going on in this world right now. Okay, that's all for this week. Tune in next month to hear the next episode of Daybreak. Pippa, signing off. Thank you.